You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Hello, this is Charles Rodas, and you have just reached everything apostolic. Well, I do appreciate you being on with us and uh, me being able to uh, chat with you a little bit today. I want to talk about a very powerful subject, exceptionally powerful. When you learn it, when you do it, when you learn to do it right. And, uh, of course, I've had the Holy Ghost since 1985. And um, (laughs) let me tell you about it. Uh, Well, I'm going to talk about a life of fasting, a life of fasting. And I remember uh, as a teenager and uh, I had received the Holy Ghost. I was about 17, 18 years old. And I was with, I think, three or four of my friends. And we were kind of hanging out. And uh, we got this idea in our heads. We were going to fast for a week. Man, we were really going to do it to it. We were just going to support each other. We talked it up. We were riding around, and I don't know if I was driving or somebody else. I can't remember who had the car that day. Um, But, yeah, we were going to fast for a week, and so we started that fast the first day. Somebody had the great idea. I don't know if it was me or somebody there in the car, one of us guys, uh, teenage guys in the church. We had this great idea that we're going to stop and get a milkshake, you know, because milkshakes, you know, it wasn't food. It wasn't food. You know, we were kind of hungry and uh, we hadn't ate for a few hours. And so, yeah, I think it was the first day, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, so we stopped and got a milkshake and enjoyed that and continued on with our fast. I don't know what they did. I I went a day or two. I, I don't remember. But I, next thing I found out there, everybody was eating. Nobody wanted to talk about it. I thought everybody was going to fast a week. So, you know, I probably gave up too. I don't I don't remember. I'm sure I did. I, I know I didn't go seven days at that time. But, uh, yeah, so just a funny little story. And we learn better, don't we? We learn better. Yeah, we sure do. And so through teaching and through training and through practice, we learn how to fast and you know you know god was probably giggling you know uh, <laughs> you know this these teenagers uh didn't know better and uh i don't know one or two of them were sons of preachers sons of past uh ministers so i'm not sure uh what their parents thought about it <laughs> but uh uh i hadn't had the holy ghost very long but I, I learned uh, as I went on in my life, and I began to seek out information. And I love to listen to ministers preach and teach on the subject of fasting. And so that's what I want to talk about today, a life of fasting. You know, because, you know, when there's a serious problem, there's a sickness that is life-threatening maybe or something, maybe a uh, uh, you know, someone is oppressed by a devil. And there is a there is an oppression in a family, in a marriage, in a person. 
You know, and you will, well, I'm going to go on this three-day fast, five days, seven days. And that's great. That's great. And God sure moves. He sure does. That's powerful, powerful, very powerful. But, you know, you can't always do that. You're not going to go on a three-day, five-day fast every week. You know, that, that's very rare for individuals to do. I uh, I did hear about one man. He, uh, he fasted uh, six months in one year. He didn't fast at all at once, but he fasted so much in a given year that he was literally fasting every other day. And I don't know if that's how he did it, if he fasted two or three days at a time. But uh, he was a missionary, and uh, he was overseas, and uh, Saw great results, seen several people raised from the dead, and he was determined to see the miracles of God. But anyway, a life of fasting is going to create a spiritual momentum for you. You know, um, if it's a day at a time, two days, if you're doing a week of maybe fasting till dinner, if you're going on what we call a Daniel's fast, if you're fasting Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, if you're fasting, you know, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, whatever you're fasting, you know, be consistent. You know, if you could fast every week, that would be great. But sometimes, you know, to really walk in the power of God, you're going to have to know you're going to have to push that plate back more than just one day a week. There's going to be days you're going to go two, three days. I mean, there's going to be weeks you're going to go two, three days and longer. And uh, there's a lot of lot of people that go on long fasts and they see great things. Well, but I want to talk about just that consistency because I know that in my life, in my four decades plus of living for God, um, I've not always been consistent. There's been times I didn't fast for a good long time, um, but I've tried to stay consistent. And I think we could probably honestly, most of us say that we haven't always fasted a day or two a week. You know, there's been times we went maybe several months really with not much fasting at all. And yeah, I've been I've been guilty of that. If you want to use the word guilty, was it sin? I wouldn't say it's sin uh, not to fast necessarily, but I tell you what, your your faith is going to be higher when you fast. The, you're going to walk in the power of God much so, much more so than just having a good prayer life, because there are some things that are not going to to, to be taken care of. God is not going to intervene because He can't. Our His hands are tied in a sense by our unbelief. See, fasting if it's done right and done with prayer is a great, great, powerful faith builder. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's go to Matthew 17. I want to show that to you. So Matthew 17, and I'm going to take a look at verse 16, and then I'll kind of fill you in on the story. You're probably familiar with it if you're a a Bible student or a good Bible reader, you're familiar with this story. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. So there's a man here talking to Jesus. I brought him. I brought my son. I brought my lunatic, possessed son that runs and jumps into the fire. He runs and jumps into the water. You know, and he don't know how to swim, and he's just... You know, he foams at the mouth, he's screaming out, he's writhing on the ground. And I'm just, you know, ad-libbing a little bit here. Doesn't say all of that. But there, 
there was a possession there. There was a, and and he he this the distressed father, this distressed dad, and maybe the mother probably. You know, they heard about Jesus, but they found the disciples. They heard about what Jesus was doing and maybe heard about what the apostles, the 12 disciples, were doing as well because God was using them. They were healing the sick and casting out devils. But they brought this boy. I don't know how old he was, if he was 5 or 15 or 25. I have no idea. The Bible doesn't say, but I brought him to thy disciples, Jesus, and they could not cure him. See, it was not the will of God for this boy to remain in this condition. Oh, no. It was not the will of God for this suffering boy and this this mom and dad that was so stressed out and in such a state of mind that they just did not know what to do. And, you know, who knows? The boy just opens the door and he runs out and he's running down the street and he's he just and they have to run after him and he's going to the you know he's jumps into the Jordan River maybe he 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 sees a fire over there they're warming by and he was running toward the fire and somebody has to tackle him you know it's just the boy was possessed and then Jesus answered and said verse 17 chapter 17 verse 17 Matthew and Jesus answered and said oh faithless and perverse what do you call them he didn't say faithful. He said faithless <laughs> and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Bring the boy to me. Bring this suffering boy. Mom and dad, get your son. Bring him to me now. The disciples couldn't do it. See, it wasn't the will of God that the boy remained in this suffering state. If it was, Jesus would have left him alone. Jesus wouldn't have done anything. See? But that this is the key. He said, oh, faithless. One of the key words there, faithless generation. Verse 18, and Jesus rebuked the devil. He rebuked the devil, the, the, the devil that was in that boy. And he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Wow, powerful, isn't it? Jesus still does miracles. He still d delivers people from all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. So we have a powerful story here. And we're talking about a life of fasting. Yes, a life of fasting. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, Verse 19, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said unto him, why could not we cast him out? Jesus, we saw what you just did. And all 12 of us prayed. We rebuked. We bound. We loosed. I mean, we laid hands on him. We held him down. We did everything we knew in our power, but we could not get the boy delivered. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand the passage here. I don't want you to misunderstand this. All right, I'm going to get to it, but hang on. We're going to come right back to this after this important message. Well, praise the Lord. I want to tell you about my newest book. Hey, this is September of 2022, and I just released, just published in Amazon and Kindle my ninth book and I'm super excited to tell you 
and it is the heartbeat uh, of my ministry and the greatest desire that I have and the title of the book is how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost I encourage you to go to Amazon go to Kindle get a copy take a look at my new book and of course in Amazon as you may know you can always open that up and read a little bit in the book so I encourage you to take a look at how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost this is for the altar worker the person that is passionate about helping people receive this wonderful gift it's for the person that has that altar working uh, desire in his heart to, to help help people be born again of the Spirit of God hallelujah if that's you if you're interested in this subject well take a look at the book I believe my 40 years experience might have some great takeaways for you and uh, to be encouraged and walk in this ministry and to walk in this gift all right in Jesus name so yeah let me read verse 19 again again we're in Matthew 17 reading down here now you may know it if you've been listening to my podcast or if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter um, but I have a book uh, we we put out a couple years ago it's called fasting secrets revealed in chapter two I deal with this chapter very heavy very heavy um, I believe you will find it quite enlightening. I'm not going to give you everything that's in that chapter on this podcast. Uh, you're welcome to get the book if you would like. It can be found on Amazon, Kindle, uh, paperback, hardback, even Audible. It's available in an Audible version if you would like to have it read to you. All right, but anyway. Okay, so Jesus, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out, Jesus? We're so upset. We we just feel like we're not even saved. We feel so, we, we just don't know what's going on. And well, they did have a problem and the problem was unbelief. Because look what Jesus said. Look at his answer. Be very careful to listen to the words here. We read over this, or we or we take part of the verse and we 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 move it around in our heads. Okay, but Jesus said, answering the question, why couldn't we cast the devil out? Why couldn't we deliver the boy? Why couldn't we relieve this family of this oppression that they're going through? This is a family problem. Okay, because everybody's stressed out. Verse twenty, Jesus said, Jesus said unto them, watch it, the reason you could not deliver the boy was quote because of your unbelief unquote it was an unbelief problem these fellas didn't have great faith they had little tiny faith all right that's why they couldn't get the job done they had faith without fasting and there was a different faith with fasting There is what's called, I call, a fasting faith. Because your faith rises to new levels. There is a boldness after some days of fasting, a faith that comes upon you. Jesus said unto them, verse 20, because of your unbelief. This is the reason, fellas, your unbelief. 
For verily or truly I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, place and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. I encourage you to get that book. Um, man, I put these books on sale, especially the Kindle price all the time. Sometimes I got them down to $1.99, uh, two or three bucks. Uh, so, you know, you're welcome to check that out. Go into Amazon, see uh, what price I have at it. I raise it and I lower it and uh, trying to, you know, put sales out there to help people out. But um, how be it this kind? How does that happen? This kind goes not out but by prayer and fasting. This kind of devil is not moved by the fasting and the prayer, but it's moved by a higher level of faith. And how do you get the higher level of faith? You get it by prayer and fasting. You, you're going to go into deeper sessions of prayer, longer sessions of prayer. Okay. What about, you know, foodless days, sleepless nights, praying in the night, not eating during the day. Okay. This is going to raise your faith level, faith level. Your faith level is going to rise. It's going to rise. It's going to rise to a new place. Praise God. Where you could pray for the migraine headache and they're going to be healed. All right. Where you could pray for a cyst or a tumor and it disappears. Where you could literally speak to the mountain and the mountain's going to be removed. And I can go on with testimonies and stories. And I don't want to belabor the point here on this podcast, but it's so vital when you're living a life of fasting and all of a sudden a problem arises today. <laughs> you don't have to say, man, I need to go on a seven-day fast because I don't know what to do about the situation. No, you've already been living a life of fasting. All right? You're not always fasting days per week. Sometimes it's just one day. But you're consistent. That consistent pushing back the plate, saying no to your stinking, rotten, evil flesh. Okay? You got to crucify that Hunger, lust, that hunger, lust has got to be crucified. It's got to be mortified. It's got to be put to death. And that's what fasting does. And when you're conquering that, on the flip side, your faith begins to rise. Your faith begins to increase. And now you could say, and with faith, you could say, in the name of Jesus Christ. A lot of people saying in the name of Jesus Christ, and nothing happens. Just like the 12 disciples, nothing happens happens. Do you want that to happen all the time with you? I don't. Does it happen with me sometimes? Yeah, it does. It happens more than I'd want to admit. But you know what? But I do know with a life of fasting, I have seen tremendous miracles, tremendous, amazing, amazing miracles. Praise God. I With fasting and prayer, we begin to come against the alcohol demon of the township of Calumet City, Illinois, some years ago, back in the 90s. I was planting a church. Just to tell you this quick story, I'll make it quick. But over months, just basically it was one night a week during the prayer meeting night in our new church plant. We were one of the things we would focus on was the alcohol spirit of Calumet City because at one time there was over 300 taverns, strip joints, and bars and clubs up and down 
you know, uh, the streets, taverns everywhere. I mean, literally in the neighborhood streets, they were on just about on every street, uh, not literally, but many, many streets, neighborhood streets had taverns. Um, and over several months, next thing you know, we begin to bind that spirit, that alcohol demon, command it to go, command it to break in the name of Jesus to leave the city. The major newspaper, the Times, came out with a headline. After several months of this type of praying, several months, the headline came out that the mayor was buying up with the city money all the taverns and the clubs in the city. Everyone that would sell to him, and most did. And he was bulldozing them down to the ground. And he did. He bulldozed them. A city that had over 300 taverns, it has few nowadays, very few. Now I'm going back. This happened back in the 90s. This is when all this happened back in the 90s. Powerful, powerful. Well, just giving you an overview. That's by living a life of prayer and fasting. I'm talking about where you have authority in a city where you have authority in your family, where you have authority in what you say and what you speak, God is able to act upon and God is able to move. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. I just want to ask you, what are you facing today? What dilemma, what sickness, what disease, what problem? What in your life are you up against right now that you have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed? You have wept and uh, Beg God, maybe. I mean, you have requested prayer, but it's still not come to pass. I'm telling you, when you start mixing in fasting, you're gonna you're gonna be pounding on heaven's gates. The angels are gonna just bend over the bow of heaven and listen. Lord, what is he she praying? What are they requesting? And the Lord bends over and says, I hear your prayer. Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God, hallelujah, because of a life of fasting. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Glory to the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the name. Oh, it's true. It's still true. Well, I got a lot more to say, but I'm going to leave that for another time. I invite you to take a look at the book, Fasting Secrets Revealed. I'm the author and a revival uh Yes, revival is yours if you want it. Revival, your personal Holy Ghost day of Pentecost by prayer and fasting is yours. All right, my friend, my apostolic brother, sister, I appreciate you listening. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hey, stay tuned for this quick message in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.